Welcome to Mango Time. We have a word of the podcast. I don't know what it is yet, but Akshay is going to kick us off with it. What is it, Akshay? All right, so I was just thinking, I don't know if I told you this, but uh, I got a cat. You got a cat? Yeah. For, in like villas? No, at back at home. Oh, back at home. Yeah. With your dog? With my dog. Oh, how's that going? It's pretty crazy. We got like a stray, like our lawn care people just gave us a cat for no reason. <laughs> my, do- my dad was like, okay. <laughs> and <then I'm> a cat. <laughs> we're just like, what do we do? Wait, so he just came up to you, just handed you. A yeah, cat? like this this little kitten, like two month old kitten, just like would get into his truck everywhere he goes. Okay. And then he got off and just like went into my house, and he was like, "Oh, you can keep it," and he just left. <laughs> and when I was like, "Okay." So the word of the podcast. No. They, okay. They, it was inspired by that. I was just thinking about okay. My cat. Okay. The word is called caddy wampus. Caddy wampus. Yeah. What does that mean? It means misaligned. Misaligned. Oh, yeah. So, wait, so they just handed you a cat? Yeah. What's the cat's name? Um. So I think its name is Penny. Pe- you think? I like we haven't. We I still call it Kitty. Okay. Okay. Kitty. Yeah. Okay, okay. But like was, my sister had like a stuffed animal. I look like it. Whatever. Whatever. Blah, blah, How does your dog get along? Dog. With her? Yeah, it's not getting along. Oh no. I mean, we're trying. How long has it been? It's been like a couple months. But the cat's like a bully kind of, oh. like Rogers just be chilling. Roger. Like he just be like vibing, yeah. and then like all of a sudden the cat just like pull up on him. <laughs> just like, what are you doing? Well, Akshay and I. <laughs> have known each other for some quite some time. A good amount of time. Sixth grade. It's, we were locker buddies. We were we used to collect the PP. The what? Partners, provocator. That was a thing. I don't know. We were just PP? close. Oh, PP. No, we had no. We had PP, P, and P because it was you, me, shout out Sai, and then Magna. Right. And then we'd collectively bully Magna. Yeah. Magna's a friend of mine, so this is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been some time. It's been eight years. Eight years. Damn. Do you think time's like going by fast, or it's it's taking um, its taking its time? I think it's taking its time. Honestly, you think so? I mean, if we really think about it, like middle we school and yeah, yeah, that's true. Like it's just it's just taking its time and our character development. Okay. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> Have you developed as a character. Um, I've definitely developed as a character as a since person. my. Since my sixth grade self. Since my sixth grade self. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think I'm glad both. I'm not the same person I am <laughs> in sixth grade. <laughs> so, what do you think? Me? Have I changed? Or, uh, you can be the judge of that. What do you think? I think you've changed. You think so? Yeah. I think my, uh, I think here, here's what we both have in common. Like, what has actually stayed the same. Okay. I think our level of goonery okay. has, has, has stayed. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's more tame. Yes. So, like, if we need to get wild, and Roger's sitting there, he knows this. I'm, like, the most high energy out of the three of us in this mm-hmm. room. Like, um, mm-hmm. my other roommate, Raheem. Mm-hmm. So, if we need to get wild, there's nothing stopping us. But yeah. I think it's more, like... It's more, uh, like, focused energy. Yeah, in some sense, I do think you stay the same. Mm-hmm. But, again, 20 to 12 is a huge gap. A yeah. lot of things happen. It's just that you grow more. I think our, I think we, our wildest uh, time was... When you were like seventh grade, uh-huh. eighth grade, yeah, that was the time. But, that was, but that was that was seven years ago. We're we're making memories. We're making memories <laughs> now, folks. That's what's happening. Yes. So, you're a you're someone who who's always paved your own path, Thank and you. I think I've I try and do the same. For yeah, sure. definitely. Um, I heard you're in the real estate business. Yes. How's that um, going? I can give you my card later, but uh, kind of want to see this card. Can you pull? Yeah, the card? I'll pull the card right now. Akshay's pulling out the card out of his blue backpack. Let's see this card. Housing Scout. Oh, it has an owl. Akshay Provoker, leasing agent. Should I should I shout out your email? Yeah, go for it. If you're trying to hit up Akshay, what about your number also? Uh, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're trying to hit up Akshay for, for um, free consultation. Not just free. that. If you Akshay is single also. Oh so wow. If you're trying to like, I don't know. That's this was what it was. If you're trying to hit up Akshay and get to know him, yeah, hit him up, my business account and take for him that. out on a date also. And, but also, you know, get oh, I dropped it. Get him as a housing scout. Mm-hmm. His uh, email is akshay at housingscout.com. That's yeah. that simple. Okay. Yeah, it's very simple. It's A-K-S-H-A-Y. It's like 
A plus K plus Shea.com. <laughs> yep. So hit him up. Get a house. For free. Is this good real estate? What do you what do you think? This place right here? This place right here. I think it is. How much are you paying if you're willing to say that? I'm willing to say that. We're paying a, a hefty amount. Yeah. We'll say that. Okay. But um it is I don't know, it's cozy. I like it. I like it. It's like it's a little small, but like I don't mind that. Roger, yeah. what do you think? Do you do you like the living situation? Here? Yes. I give it a I'd give it a three out of five. Roger gave it a three okay. out of five. I'd give it more of a four out of five because this flooring is kind of ass. Mm. Uh, we keep uh, first week we kept on like. I'm more of a carpet guy. You're more. Of, I think I'm more of a carpet guy too. It gives you like that homely vibe. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you do have carpet in your bedroom. Oh, you have carpet in your bedroom. That's true. That's solid. But it's more that this flooring like keeps on peeling. Oh. So that first week we kept on like hitting my uh, foot. I think my mm. mom took a solid hit to the foot also really? this weekend. Yeah. How's the? Uh, you, you, we had talked about this. I think two weeks back you were doing some legislation yeah. for ssd yeah yeah so this is what this is about right yeah yeah okay so, actually, we're gonna, gonna get into this we're gonna get into it okay wow yeah ut senate um basically is the voice of academic life so mm-hmm. you have student government which deals more like a kind of student atmosphere right um and then you have senate that deals with more academics mm-hmm. um so you have different committees like academic integrity which is now called uh, equity inclusion committee so that's my okay. committee um, and then you have different ones like academic policy, academic enrichment. Yeah. What I'm assuming is each college or each university has something like this, right? Yeah. Um, and again, the last thing I want to do is like sit here and be like, oh, no, this is what we're doing. Like, no, we're yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's more so that being, you know, 20 years old, mm-hmm. 19 years old, but your birthday's coming up this yeah, month. Yeah, okay. this month. Happy early birthday. Thank actually. you. Thank you. We're doing this podcast actually because it's actually his birthday. Come on. That's a real reason. <laughs> oh, wow. But I think, again, being at the age that we are, it's very easy. And I talked to Abba about this in the last podcast mm. where it's very easy just to sit here and be like, oh, look at all this change we're doing. And like, look how ultra progressive we mm-hmm. are. Right? Which in some sense, I'm not going to say like, you can't do that. You should be, you, you should stand for like what you believe in. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I've always wondered for people like you and me who do go about this process of trying to implement change, mm-hmm. how do you filter out the naive aspects mm-hmm. of it? Yeah. And I say this for like anyone who's also like entering college and, you know, who's mm-hmm. like coming to campus and they're wanting to, you know, leave some kind of impact mm-hmm. on their campus and make use of their college. I mean, you obviously want to find what you're most passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of starts by seeing like, where do you feel like, not just you, because I'm not an SSD kid, right? Yeah. But I know a lot of SSD kids, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's some injustice there right. you know, that's going on. So what's going on there? Um, really, it's just not too much injustice, but like just... The SSD is Services for Students with Disabilities, right? Yeah, and so there is um, the building SSB, mm-hmm. which handles all the student stuff, um, they've said like, they've come up with a bunch of like data and saying like, oh... There's so many number of cases. I don't know off the top of my head, but it's like, like it's around 4,000 or something like that. They've had where students have complained about not feeling accommodated. 4,000? Yeah. Uh, throughout? Throughout, I don't know. I'll have okay. to get back to you on that. Okay. But that's, still, that's a, a lot. still a lot. Yeah. yeah, regardless. But yeah, just students not feeling accommodated in classrooms, whether it's like mm-hmm. teachers not giving them the right um, information about how to take a test due to their disability. Yeah. Um, some professors believe, oh, I shouldn't need to give you something like this in case of, like, just, like, it all depends on how their classroom structured and what their thoughts are on that. Mm-hmm. And there was some training when they're supposed to um, enter as a professor, but um, a lot of that stuff is updated, and mm-hmm. now they're saying that the training is optional. So you have optional training and, like, optional, like, you yeah, know, no one's going to do it. Because I remember my uh, UGS course freshman year of college yeah so about a year and a half ago the professor literally stood up in front of the class and was like he kind of the way he approached it it was more so that he wasn't approving of it like of course he didn't mm-hmm. explicitly say that yeah but you could very much tell yeah and that sense it discourages yeah everybody. that can feel discomforting for someone who does yeah. have how did you go about tackling that particular so issue? we're still working on it um mm-hmm. and it's dealing with a lot of the logistics aspect um and what we decided was one thing we 
you know, talking to different colleges um, on their opinion. And honestly, they're the ones that really came up with the idea. Um, the colleges? Yeah, like, okay. uh, I think it was NSC, Natural Science Council, and okay. Liberal Arts Council. They kind of talked about it, then we talked about, you know, legislating it. And, mm-hmm. um, and it was mainly about um, taking the course instructor surveys at the end of the year mm-hmm. and implementing a question about that um, that their like professors are being graded about yeah so that means they have to be accountable for that mm-hmm. so if you held them accountable for that then they can go on their own and so this was the course surveys right yeah so, okay so a question we don't know the exact question yet because yeah. that question can be tricky do you think it's possible to push that through yeah I think so how do you think so like um, well, right now we're working with the people who are handling the logistics of the course instructor survey because that's changing a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, like key stakeholders. Yeah. Okay. So, some of them aren't in support of the direct question that we've been asking because mm-hmm. it is kind of hard because you have such a small sample size per classroom because there's probably only two people dealing with SSD combinations per yeah. classroom, let's say, for example. Yeah. And so you can't take that as into account if you're mm-hmm. grading someone mm-hmm. if on a sample size of two people. So we're still working on how to word that question. Um, we're still open to suggestions, but we're now right. in just in support of adding that. Right. So that's what we're focused on, like building support so that we can have the time to develop a question for that. Okay. How do you build support? Do you do it through surveys? Yeah, you do it through, you know, through surveys and just through legislation. Okay. So you present it in front of the GA, General Assembly. Okay. Because I remember when... Currently, we're working on a project for Design for America. Yeah. And that's which is a uh, product and experience design organization. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we have to do is set up key stakeholders. And I don't know why I was surprised, but the thing that one of the stakeholders we met with, he uh, I think oversaw a lot of the study spaces, said that if there is a lot of student support for something, that's how mm-hmm. we implement change. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, seen sometimes is that there's a lot of things that are pushed forward right mm-hmm. that are yes ultra amb- ambitious mm-hmm. but at the same time not realistic mm-hmm. and the reason it might be seen as not realistic is because there isn't enough data collected on that issue yeah correct so yeah. for example there's a lot of legislation that's pushed and then all right, I pushed this forward, it got tabled. Yeah. I can now still put it on my resume that I did this. Right? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So how do you approach, like, pushing an agenda forward as a student, right? Mm-hmm. Not, again, coming off naive. Mm-hmm. More so, how do you push it strategically? Yeah. I mean, that just comes down to what their motivations are. Are they actually trying to make actual change or are they just mm-hmm. trying to add it to the resume? Okay. Right. right. And that's hard to tell. And sometimes you can catch it mm-hmm. as like, you know, BS and GA or whatever. But it's just like more oftentimes than you only see that rarely, honestly. A lot of the rhetoric, um, rhetoric on like campus and I think other campuses, too, is that student government organizations. It's more that I think, what do they do? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like what, what, what is it do they actually do? And is there any real change? Occurring? Yeah. I mean, you can I think I mean. The fact that the Senate office is right next to SG office, you know, mm-hmm. we can talk to them and see what they're doing. But a lot of the, you know, student body doesn't really know what they're doing. I mean, doesn't UT Senate also kind of fall under the same category yeah. as student government? Oh, definitely, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, I'd say a lot of people don't know what we're doing. Um, mm-hmm. That's definitely something we want to change. Yeah, I mean, it's hard if you have, like, mm-hmm. so much... Because a lot of times, whenever people are doing legislation, they try to be, they don't want to disclose too much information because they don't want things to, like, be false promises. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, and then the outreach towards student body to show that what we're doing is something, like, either some people who are actually wanting to know, they'll find out. But, you know, we want the general populace to know, but yeah. no one's actually, actually trying to find out, like, oh, what is student government doing today? Yeah. You know? I think it's that they're... There's a message being driven forward, and um, they're not looking for a different message yeah. other than that message sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I would say the people who are most passionate about it mm-hmm. can are able to see, you know, um, systematic divides, systematic problems that are mm-hmm. within our education system right. that they're trying to change. 
um, whether that be um, not feeling inclusive, so they want to add pronouns to the syllabus, and whether they want to add um, a one big piece that's going on is um, changing the internal uh, transfer process, and that's headed by someone who had problems through the internal transfer process. So if there is a situation where you feel like, oh, I'm being treated unfair, they're the ones that are most passionate. And once they have that fire that they're seeing, at least one thing that's unfair, and then you're surrounded by people who are all seeing one thing that's unfair, one thing that's unfair, you get kind of get driven by that fact. Mm-hmm. Why, did, why did you join it? Why did I join? Yeah. I mean, I guess coming out of high school, um, I never really did much student government. Um, so I was just like, oh, I want to see who it is. So I just joined Senate as like the base base level position to see what it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked it. And yeah. I was getting involved. And I was pushing forward some stuff. And I was just like, yeah, it's lit. And I also like love the people that are in love there. The so, Have you seen maybe an internal shift in the way things are approached? In the way issues are approached and the way um, y'all create legislation? Um, talking about like the topics or like... Or the more so like perception of it, the uh, the desires, like why are mm-hmm. y'all are actually doing it, the motivation actually. Mm-hmm. Like, have y'all seen the motivation shift? Because I've talked to two other people mm-hmm. who were in the UT Senate, right, mm-hmm. and left because they felt that things weren't getting done, mm-hmm. and one person, quote unquote, said like the budget should be slashed for them, right. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen reasons to why they might be feeling that? I guess you could say there was definitely some shift. Um, I think in our elections for Senate uh, last uh, last year, mm-hmm. there was some kind of like disagreements and stuff like that about how the culture has been, and that there was there seems to be a barrier between the executive positions and the people who are mm-hmm. running the committees. But now I definitely think there's a change in that. We've tried to close that barrier through just being closer Mm -hmm. together and stuff like that. Some, I mean, some people, some things aren't getting done. Some people don't know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely something um, people that are running for election now for Senate are trying to change. And I think there'll be like a drastic change next year. How how so? Um, Just like with better updates on the website, Mm. um, more... uh, information on the public mm-hmm. like like outside instead of just like everything right now is just centralized on our website and yeah. it's usually not that updated mm-hmm. and people just don't know what we're doing and mm-hmm. the new piece of the legislation so we're trying to build an archive of yeah. all legislation so that'd be, that'd be a good idea yeah wow yeah. yeah is this legislation that including legislation that got tabled or um i don't think so okay yeah only things that have been passed ever passed yeah okay. i mean it might be a good idea to prepare to put up some legislation that did get tabled, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure, but it is important to probably put right. things that have been tabled so people do know. Because that's more, it's, there's a lot more transparency, and even even if it was tabled, it might create mo- motivation for yeah. the tabled legislation. It yeah. might get um, yeah. born in some sense, right? Yeah. Because I think information is a very, um, in terms of getting information out there, is very mm-hmm. important because mm-hmm. and so this is something I experienced in when I was with uh, a Launchpad, which was that multimedia yeah. drug that we yeah, were in, yeah. um, that, I, that I led. And one thing I realized was that if you are very closed off from the public mm-hmm. and you don't have much out there, mm-hmm. or more so that there is activity going on, mm-hmm. sometimes you can be seen as like a shady or very closed off organization, when in reality, that's not, that's not it, right? Mm-hmm. So going into Design for America, I think it's very important that Updating your website, Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. anything is important to get information out out there, so it doesn't look like, oh, we're just doing this for like fluff. Yeah, because talking to you completely gives me a, a, gives me a different perspective on it, right? Yeah, because people outside of Senate have things to say about it. People mm-hmm. who have left Senate have things to say about it. Yeah, right. Um, what made you want to stay with Senate? Because you've yeah. been doing it since freshman year, now this mm-hmm. is your sophomore year. Yeah. And I completely, like, respect people's decision to leave, like, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, the reason I stayed is I feel like um, it's a way to, you know, whether or not um, people might um, see it as not um, completely making change, there is still room for improvement, right? Yeah. So I'd love to be part of that process. 
I, I think it's easier to throw, and this is a very common saying, but mm-hmm. it's easier to throw stones at a building than mm-hmm. actually build that building. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's definitely imperfections. Um, there definitely are some good things, mm-hmm. I would say. So, Like any org. Yeah, like any org. And this is also a pretty big yeah. organization. And it's definitely just a platform for people. Because you know, everyone who's proposing legislation, they're not from Senate. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is from Senate. Some people are just like, you know, general people. Some people come from councils. Oh, wow. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah. It's not, uh, it's, like not, it's not usually like, I'd say like almost 80, 90% of the time, it's not people from Senate who are proposing really? legislation. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know yeah. this. It's usually people from the councils. So a mm. lot, of, like I'd say councils, like good 50, 60% of it comes from liberal arts council. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of good stuff to talk about. Um, pretty interesting stuff. Natural Science Council is also very involved. Yeah. Um, one thing they did uh, recently, uh, Natural Sciences Council, was implement a faculty award program mm-hmm. for just awarding faculty that use um, um, open resources, like free resources. Yeah. So like using like um, open stacks or something like that, so that people don't, our students don't have to go and buy stuff. Mm-hmm. So just an award for that, and that kind of creates the incentive for more professors to do that. Wow. Because this is definitely a form of social impact mm-hmm. and on campus. Mm-hmm. What got you into that? Because I know I asked you what got you into the org. Yeah. What got you into the social impact mm-hmm. aspect of it? I mean, I feel like that's always something people are curious about. Just like how you're socially driven mm-hmm. and how we're socialized and, you know, external factors that, you know, shape our education shape our lives so i was just i wasn't really i i I wouldn't say i got into the um more to make the change but i was more curious to see what was it like oh you know like um i was gonna see like oh what are what like what are people doing like what kind of changes are people making Mm -hmm. um and i would say like for myself i'm not one to debate i mean in high school i wish i was in debate Mm -hmm. because those are like qualities that are really important to learn like how to communicate effectively so well, I love to see a good debate. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I, like I I'll, I like like to sit in GA and just like listen to people argue over legislation. Like that's that's <laughs> interesting to me. I don't know. So do you get involved in those debates or if I need to? Thing? Okay, if you yeah. need to. Most of the time, I'm just like to listen. What form of debate do you think works? Like Ooh. what tone? Because I have my input on this. Because I do get in. Okay. Debates like political debates. Yeah. Because you know me, I'm very like. Very yeah. Invested in I think politics. there's a there's a YouTube video of um, some high school. I think you did you see it? It was some no. some high school. They're debating about the Confederate flag. Wait, was this like in public? It was in some classroom. People, I think I did. Yeah. I or think I saw I saw another one where people were like outside talking about mm. it. I'm not sure, but. It was like an hour long video. Oh wow! Yeah, it was an actual debate. Yeah. among students. It was like high school students. So I mean, like, but was, was it? Pre- like... Yeah, but was it pretty? Like, you you could st- like still learn a lot. Yeah, and... yeah, exactly. That's why I was like yeah. curious about what these kids had to say. Uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, the form of debate that's most productive is obviously discussions. Yeah, of and course. I think town halls, and that's mm-hmm. something um, Senate does a lot, and I think a lot of people don't know about that. Do you feel so? You don't. I'm assuming you don't fill seats for town hall based on that. Um, no, not not that response. It's more okay. like like for um for like you're talking about like the response of like do y'all like political stuff? No, no, no. More so like for the town halls, right? Do you guys fill seats? Like do you? Get oh yeah, to go, got a, yeah, a good amount. Of I mean, I think our first town hall we had last semester had almost like 200 people. Oh wow! Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah, impressive. Yeah, I gotta go to one of them. Yeah, you should go. I mean, it's just cool to see. The, uh, one of them was about, uh, I think that one was about um, um, just people talking about their experience of if they feel um, included mm-hmm. in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, Is it led by a particular person who like answers those questions? It's led by, yeah, it's led by a professional, yeah. Oh, like a professional, yeah. so not, not a student? No. Oh, wow. There so is y'all, some, y'all set this up? Yeah. Huh, okay. Because... Some town halls are led by um, just student, like right, right. just as like facilitators. Okay. Yeah. Um, so do debates occur in those town halls too, like with the professionals? Um, I mean, you try to keep it not like debating. Yeah, yeah. But like people, more informative. Yeah, right? yeah. People can like disagree without mm. having to be 
like offensive. Offensive, right? Because I think the best form of debate, like I've, I think for me, one of the best debaters was Barack Obama mm-hmm. and then Bill Clinton, and I like. <laughs> Must sound like a nerd, but I, I legit just like watch their town halls from like yeah. nineteen, um, from like nineteen ninety two against H. Bush and Obama's debate against McCain and like mm-hmm. the way they carried themselves, yeah, and the way they talked. And first of all, what I've learned is those those debates aren't really fully debates because you're put on a two minute timer, yeah, like a minute timer, yeah. And what I've realized is you have to keep your calm. Yeah. Because if you lose it and or mm-hmm. your your voice elevates just a little bit, yeah, they've got you. Yeah. But what would you say for um, you know, prospective uh, college students coming in? How would they? How should they make change? How should college campus? students make change? Um, or like incoming college students. Yeah. High school seniors. So. For me, um, when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I was very, like, I wanted to be involved in social impact. Mm-hmm. And I think I've, I've told this story numerous times, but mm-hmm. it was the first community service event that we did. And we, like, for, for us, we were looking at a lot of orgs that would have these month initiatives and mm-hmm. their deliverables, and the money that they'd get in was mm-hmm. just insufficient. Yeah. You know, like, they'd have these <laughs> month long initiatives and maybe getting. Very little amount of people for the people. Like, they had, what, 100, 150 students mm-hmm. driving this. Yeah. And for me, I thought it, in some sense it was insufficient and it was ineffective. Mm-hmm. So we had this idea, and again, you were involved in it, and you probably know of it, where Which we one? would, the community service event where we went to, like, house to house. Oh. Yeah. So the idea in, like, from like a whole sound sounded crazy yeah. to a lot of people because we were we were like again four naive high school students uh-huh. going it was me Abrar Jared JP and then Rohit Ro Vidal so five uh-huh. of us going to every org and we were like yeah we want to um you know hit eight hundred houses mm-hmm. get teams of you know ten or fifteen and I think I was for a Key Club or something like, right yeah and you were and then we yeah I think. You, I mean, we pulled a lot of people from Key Club to come to that event. Yeah. Because I think Anuj or someone was leading it, and they came in. But long story short, we were turned down by multiple orgs, and then we were like, in our crazy mind, why don't we do it ourselves? You know, yeah. why don't we just do it in, the ba- in our backyard? And then within three weeks, like 50 people came. and Because mm-hmm. um, that was a good, y'all ran it through NHS, right? We ran it through NHS, Key Club, and SOS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this was more of a launch pad project mm-hmm. with uh, Depelchin backing. Mm-hmm. So Depelchin would give students the hours. Mm-hmm. And again, it was for um, raising kids, I mean, um, raising money for kids who don't receive gifts. Yeah, like yeah. gifts. And not just like toys or um, like an Xbox. It was more so the bare necessities. And yeah. that's where it really hit us. Mm-hmm. So going into that, it was more so that you don't need to be part of this massive organization mm-hmm. to make change. You, oh, definitely. You can be. Yeah. But I remember freshman year going in, like coming into college, and that was, again, we extended the launch pad into that first year until we, mm-hmm. um, we ended it. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't want to join any org just for the sake of, you know, joining one. Mm-hmm. Because at that time, I was very motivated to have a reason for doing something again mm-hmm. like we've been talking about not just placing something on your resume yeah. I want to work for that thing that I placed on yeah. my resume and I yeah. want to have meaning yeah. so the first year I didn't do nothing yeah. I, didn't do, I didn't do anything I was I was just like and I didn't mind it wasn't that I was like oh I was lost yeah. I think I just said I will wait I will I will do my research but mm-hmm. I'll wait mm-hmm. so my, my advice for incoming freshmen or, or I think anyone trying to do change again coming from a very <laughs> from a 20 year old but my advice would be just do what you believe is right. Mm-hmm. Gather the people you need to gather. Like, for example, Seva. I was mm-hmm. talking to Runjan. Right. It was t- started by like five, I think, 15 people. Mm-hmm. And now it's this massive yeah, so thing. Cool, yeah. And their cause is just so good. Mm-hmm. And just, again, do your thing. Gather the people you need to do. Have this grassroots mindset. Mm. That's, that's, my, um, that's my take on it. That's my advice. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately you'll find what you need to find, like what I found in Design for America. Yeah. 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 What's y'all's process for, like, going through this legislation, legislative process? 
Yeah. Um, because for, again, DFA, we have like this five, six step process. Uh-huh. Do y'all kind of segment it that way? Um, I guess so. I mean, I don't think we've actually like specifically said that like one, two, three, these are the steps. Yeah. But it basically goes along the lines of you come up with an idea, mm-hmm. um, maybe have a couple people if you want to like help you. And then you go and just do a little bit of research on it, like see like, oh, is there actually meaning to this? Will it actually have an effect? Um, and then probably talk to some administrators, um, you know, just mm-hmm. like just gathering just information to see like whether your opinion is valid and like something that could work. Okay. Um, and then you go, once you think um, you have enough information, you can build some legislation on that. You can go and start writing it. Um, mm-hmm. And that resources you can get from the policy drafting chair. Um, he's our policy coordinator, mm-hmm. one of the they're in our Senate yeah. executive position. Um, they they just help you write the legislation basically. Okay. And just like all the like you know staying with like you know the old ways like how student governance works since like the beginnings. Of, yeah. Yeah. Just like having to stay consistent with that. Um, just like writing detail about that. Once that's done, you're you're good. You can just present it in front of the legislation, in front of the general assembly. Yeah. And then, so you present it. Um, basically, the format is you get like how much ever time you want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And there is about twenty something college councils, mm-hmm. um, like for example, student engineering council, natural science council, mm-hmm. um, even some ga- graduate councils are there, like Dell Medical. Mm-hmm. They have some representatives. Yeah. Um, so you present it in front of them, they ask questions about it, and then they take it back to the councils, and in their councils, I think they just talk about it, debate about it. And then the following uh, General Assembly, that's when they actually vote on it. Are a lot of, like, are a lot of the members politically driven? Because I know... Oh, that's a good question. A lot of people in UT Senate are politically driven, right? Are you... I mean, I don't, I don't think that's their intentions. Right, right, but right. But it's right. like... It's just things that kind of make sense, right? I mean, like, would you say that adding pronouns to the syllabus is politically driven? Mm. I don't think it's political. I, I mean, I it's like, it if you're matters. making more people feel comfortable. Yeah. Like, what's the but problem What really that? is political? Yeah, yeah, okay. Because I'm trying to understand if a lot of them have motivations going into, like, state senate or um, the United States Senate, right? Mm-hmm. Like... Are they politically motivated to ultimately run for politics or a government position? Definitely not. No, really? no. I mean, I don't. I don't like maybe some. Maybe some. Yeah, like yeah, definitely some people. Like, um, I would say for student government at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know all the candidates are like amazing, but like mm-hmm. specifically like Simona and Lynn, mm-hmm. like they seem like future political people. Right. Like, they, like, the way they talk and just, like, the way they carry themselves, I could see them as, like, political figures. Yeah. But, um, I don't think so. I mean, like, UT Senate, it's, like, they did some demographic survey of us, and it's, like, um, almost, like, 30% of people are, like, from, like, natural science majors. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think any of us really mm-hmm. want to get into politics like that. Okay. I always just want to be doctors, right? <laughs> 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 I know. People like I guess from medicine I know more of, but like, um, there are so many people every year that apply to for medical school that like are at the age of like thirty, forty, mm-hmm. right? And they were probably like an engineer before, or there may be like some writer before, or something like that, right. and they decided to change. Mm-hmm. But like, that just comes from, you know, I guess. I could, you could say a personality shift. Yes, yeah, so it's occupation. Yeah. It's occupation yeah. equate to personality. Does occupation equate to personality? I would say so. No. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's what makes some somebody unique in a specific mm-hmm. occupation, right? I mean, if everyone who was a doctor acted the same way, mm-hmm. I mean, it depends what you say of active. I mean, like, mm-hmm. like being professional. Mm-hmm. That's something everyone should be. Every sh- yeah, everyone yeah. should. Do, yeah. Um, what, else, what other kind of qualities do you think would be different amongst uh, a certain occupation? A certain occupation. Um, I think it's more so that you have to go, again, if you have humor, mm-hmm. 
humor is a very strong part of your yeah. your life, right? I think a humorous doctor would be pretty funny. It would be funny. <laughs> yeah. Scrubs. Yeah. No scrubs. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it's just being a well-rounded person, right? Yeah. And not being seen as a specific thing. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm different from a lot of pre-med students. Mm-hmm. How, how would you say so? I mean, not everyone is... Senate, not, not everyone. Not everyone is. Not everyone is a real estate real agent. Real estate agent, yeah, right. And that just comes from different interests, right? Yeah. We can all have this same common interest of medicine, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of this idea that like once you get to college, you have to like structure yourself a certain way to get mm-hmm. to the place you want to go. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you are amongst probably a lot, um, some other people, a mm-hmm. special case where you you do things that don't necessarily gear towards or. At, on the surface level, don't gear towards your major, but it could, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I view medicine as a form of public service, and yeah. I don't think a lot of people look at it that way. You know, yeah, not, well, nowadays we have a lot of surgeons running for office. Yeah. Right? So the point that I was trying to get out and that I was trying to make is that I don't think you need to be a particular... I don't think you need to pers- like take on things based on the occupation you want. You could take them on and gear them towards the occupation. Yeah. And that and have that occupation be your interest. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's why I asked, like, again, if a lot of people in UT Senate are running for politics or, like, uh-huh. in political positions. Okay. Because that's, again, the assumption that yeah. if you're in UT Senate and you're in mm-hmm. student government, you're obviously pursuing mm-hmm. uh, positions in politics or in government, which yeah. I mean, I guess it's, it's more like getting a background in social change, I would say. Yeah. And social change is um, a part of everyone's occupation. For sure. A part of everyone's life. I mean, so it, it just may ha- not be part of everyone's occupation. Like like what? If you're social... Actually, no, social change, yes. Yeah. Yes. You could argue it is part of everyone's occupation. Yeah. You can make some kind of argument. You can some stre- kind you can of stretch argument, it no in some way. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So just having some information about that, like... Um, my sister did. She's obviously a surgeon right now. Did she, did she become a surgeon? Like, well, she's a resident. Resident. Right? Okay, yeah. So she's in a residency yeah. right now. Okay. Yeah. And so she did some internship in Washington D.C. I heard right? about this. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, that's she's not going into politics, mm-hmm. right? But she's having that background, that knowledge on it. That social change. Background, yeah. Social impact. So she yeah. knows how social change works specifically for healthcare, mm-hmm. right? And how change can be made, and like what it's like if it does get made. Yeah, in various fields. Because my brother mm-hmm. is very um, passionate about the field of healthcare and like mm-hmm. healthcare legislation. What is he doing right now? He is currently pursuing a degree in medical science, and then he's gonna go towards um, med school. Okay. Yeah. But he also got a certificate in public health. Okay. Here at UT, mm-hmm. and obviously, the um. But the uh, discussion then was like, oh, like from an uh, extended family, is he going to run for politics or like uh, get into politics, run for office? Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, do you think that you have to like be in a position of like, be in politics or a government or um, a position in government or an elected official to s- implement change? Because a lot of the time, uh-huh. like, like it's an obvious, it's a it's going to produce an obvious answer, mm-hmm. but it's more so we see it that way. We see, oh, you're in government, you're in Senate. Yeah. Um, that's your responsibility. That's your responsibility to change things. And I don't yeah. think that's the only area you need no. to be. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say my, like, or, like, my observation or my advice for, like, anyone who's coming into college or something, like, you don't, obviously don't have to be in student government or uh, Senate to make change, right? Like, yeah. change can be... Change is so subjective, right? You can see, like, any organization, if they're doing something pretty productive, that's change, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's, like, socially helpful. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're... Um, uh, let's, let's go with Greek life. They yeah. hold kind of, like, yeah. some charity stuff, right? That's no, they change. They do, they do. Just like, just, yeah. It's more so, I think, the, the um, perception people have of Greek life, yeah. right? Um, but they're categorized under charity organizations, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What is that? Like, which uh, frat is that? Oh, uh, it's my frat. Uh, AED, Alpha A- Epsilon Delta. Are you? Are you? Uh, That's my Greek now. life. What do they, What do y'all do? You know, just like we hold mixers and like uh, bar tabs and. Uh, dude, this is. You know what AED is? No. Dude, it's a pre med club. Oh, I do. <laughs> I do. 
So y'all don't do that stuff. We don't do you that don't stuff. don't do that stuff, okay. <laughs> You're like, wait, he doesn't get them joking. Uh, do you get it like AED? I get it now. I get it now, yeah. Was a- it? AED a- machine, yes. Yeah. Like, I okay. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's lit. It's lit. When did you join? Same time I joined Sunday freshman Ooh. year. Oh, actually, I think I saw a video of you dancing. What? In like a suit. And it was like some, I think it was in that environment. There probably a lot of videos. Maybe, maybe dancing. Kipper <laughs> dancing in a suit. Uh-huh. But you were like doing this. The, uh, the the mic can't see this shit. But you were like, <laughs> I, I don't know what you were doing. Oh, it, man. It was a wholesome dance. Yeah. But I, th- I think it was on your, um, for, for those of you who don't know, Subtle Curry dating is a dating uh, profile. No, we don't need to know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I know the video you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That one. Was that? Was that, 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 was, was, that was me after a Senate event. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. I thought that was yeah. an AED no. event. Okay, what do y'all specifically do other than, again, the very obvious pre-med um, um, image? I mean, I guess, like, one of the things we fundraise for is called um, surgical outreach for something, something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not that involved anymore, honestly. Yeah. But it's what like... Made you not, what made you decide to get less involved? Less involved? Yeah. I mean, just, like, time commitment, really. Yeah. And, I mean... I guess I, for their meetings, I work during that time. Yeah. So. Would you classify yourself as ambitious or characterize yourself as ambitious? Ambitious, ambitious yeah. Dude, I don't know. I feel like people would have to say that about me. Okay. Because for me, I see it as you go your own way. Yeah. Right? You do your own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, do you sometimes see yourself signing up for things, like too many things that you might not mm. have like, time for because you're passionate about different things? Yeah. And that's, like, something definitely applicable to a lot of people and definitely people younger younger people than us. Like, mm-hmm. like coming into college, I wasn't definitely not set on being a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. Because the like, thing with me, like, I would, like, trouble like, committing to something. Mm-hmm. Or not committing to something, but, like, committing to an idea of something. Like, mm-hmm. like how are you going to imagine yourself doing this occupation for, like, the rest of your life? Yeah. Like, that's, like, a hard thing to think about. So that's why when I came in, I was like, oh, well, let me just try out a bunch of things mm-hmm. and just see what I like. Okay. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah. I think there's a lot of things you don't know, mm-hmm. like what's out there until mm-hmm. you come here. So like coming in, I first of all, I I had more um, interest in going to medicine. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, like 60% of me wanted to do medicine. The other 40% was like, okay, let's see what else. It was mm-hmm. like, so like I'm obviously not 100% committed, right? So I'm like, okay, let me go and take some economics classes. Let me go and take some accounting classes. You know, let me um, join Senate um, and just stuff like that. Yeah. And then now I'm like, okay, yeah, I definitely want to do medicine. What made you want to do medicine? Um, just not liking anything else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's basically it. The, um, what do you like want? What is it you want to do with medicine? Um. Like, besides being a doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, more so, like, what? <laughs> more so, what, like, motivated you to get there other than, like, oh, this, I don't like this, I don't like that, yeah. so I'm going to go here. Because, mm-hmm. again, there's a reason you like medicine, yeah. right? Like, what makes you like it? Why do you like okay, it? Okay, yeah, it's a good question. And, like, the obvious answer anybody would say is, like, oh, I like to help people. I mean, that's not, but, a, like, it's... Just yeah, like, but, like, everybody helps people in all occupations, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like, regardless of what it is. Like, what's specific to this one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, it's, like, for me, it's, like, I think a lot of it is just inspiration from my dad, mm. I would say. Do- and just, Dr. like, Provoker. Dr. Provoker. Yes, sir. Like, Bala. And just, like, wanting to be like him. Mm-hmm. I think that's mainly the reason. I just want to be like him. Is your, was your dad a big inspiration for you? I mean, I guess so. I mean, I don't really have anybody else. I mean, yeah, but like, but like, there's a reason you're saying yeah. you want to be like him. Like, what yeah. makes you want to be like him? Just like what he stands for and just like his vibe. His vibe? <laughs> he's a very calm <laughs> he, guy? He's like, I mean, like, you can say like, Bala is just like, a, like... Are you first naming your dad? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's just like... He's just like a meme, I feel like. Really? Like, all my friends that... Does he still drive that minivan? No. Oh. Dude, he upgraded to the Lexus, dog. Oh, when was this? Dude, this is like <laughs> high school, dude. <laughs> Have you not seen it? I've never I've seen it. as Lexus. I've drawn it to your house. The gold one. Wait. Hold up. This one... Oh, I've seen this. It's yeah. like the gold logo, yeah. too? Oh, I've seen this. Okay. Hybrid. 
Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. He's thriving. So you want to? What you're saying is you want a gold Lexus just like your dad. I mean, it's like he got a gold Lexus, but it's like a hybrid, mm-hmm. and it's just like he probably could get like a Tesla or something, yeah. right? But he's like conservative with his money, like mm-hmm. a lot of brown people are. Yeah. Did your parents let you like explore things like what you wanted to do? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Like when I was asking them like what I should do for a career, they said don't be a doctor. Why? Because they said we need um, diversity in our family. Because <laughs> Pooja's a doctor, right? My mom's yeah, a doctor, yeah, yeah. too, right? Yeah, yeah it's a family so, full of doctors, yeah. But then, then I ended up, I was like, oh, I want to do it. They're like, okay, cool. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, I was like, I was like this is exactly what every brown person wants. like, oh, damn, okay, like, like you want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I gave you what I yeah, thought yeah. you'd want. Okay, so they, did, they definitely will, like, explore these different things, yeah. and see what you want to yeah. do. Yeah. And, like, this, especially with this, like, this real estate thing. Yeah. Like, when I was approached by it to do it, I was like, oh, my parents are going to say no. Like, mm-hmm. but let me just go and ask them so I don't have, like, that feeling of, like, oh, what if, right? Like, yeah. I'll just be, like, my excuse was, oh, my parents said no. And I told them about it. They were like, yeah, you should do it. I was like, what? Are you serious? Wow. They're like, yeah, you should do it, like, right now. I was like, what? They're like, yeah, you should have, like, you know, diverse background. Yeah. Um, like, real estate gives you a lot of skills that. Very just, like, encouraging. I was like, I was like, what the heck? So I was like, now I actually have to do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you also, you like doing it, I'm mm-hmm. assuming. Yeah. yeah. What about this real estate thing do you like? I mean... This housing scout? Yeah, I mean, it's not something I, like, go out and, like, put in people's faces, right? Like, yeah. I'm not, like, like, and that's what they want me to do. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's just not me. If but I just casual, like doing it for my friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they're not paying me anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like, my friends are not paying me anything. Right. And so I'm just doing it to help them. And mm-hmm. it was, like, kind of come down to, like... Oh, we had, um, I wish I had someone who was an agent to help me because it just makes everything so much easier. And so just being there for someone, um, so that helps them. And for me, it helps just like, you know, build those like interpersonal Mm -hmm. skills and just like, um, just learning about this kind of field, right? Just gives you some like insight into it. And like, otherwise, if I never, um, learned about it, I wouldn't know anything about real estate. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's like, just something you can talk about. And something you could benefit from yeah. going into the future whenever you want to purchase a house. Yeah, or exactly. Apartment exactly. exactly. You know the ins and outs of it. Exactly. Wow. Um, gro- growing up, again, we knew each other growing up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you and the persona you have is that like you're very chill, <laughs> calm guy, right? Okay, and then, thank like, you. You can also goon it up because yeah. I know this, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like, I just want to know where you got your calm from. Oh, my God. Because to a lot of people, like, to me, it's not that. But to a lot of mm-hmm. people, like, you were seen as an enigma and, like, like what goes inside that dude's head, right? <laughs> uh, but for me, it's like, no, like, the, the Akshay I, like, again, like, I spoke this spoke about this earlier. The Akshay that I know a couple of years ago, right, mm-hmm. in some sense still rests inside him. <laughs> it does for sure, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, where do you get that calm from? Like, is it... But, I mean, because both your parents are pretty calm. Yeah, definitely. Is, is that where you would say you got it from? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Because it's a very calm motivation. Yeah. You know, like, oh, Akshay's doing this. Okay, <laughs> he's a real estate agent. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, it's like, again, doing your own thing. Yeah. Um, How would you say to others, like, students or other people, the benefit of just getting out there, getting out of your own bubble? Yeah. What are the benefits of that? I mean, getting out of your bubble is just, like, you can learn so much from everyone. Yeah. Like. I would say, like, I wouldn't say this about myself that I am, like, whatever I am, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I would just take it from other people's opinion. But whatever that is, I think it's just accumulation of, like, just being a listener. I think mm-hmm. that listening first is probably the best thing. Um, probably something um, I think my parents probably taught me. is just listening first. And you can, there's so many things you can learn from people. And that's something that's so cool about Senate. Mm-hmm. I guess something that we've, like, the main topic of this thing is Senate, right? So, I mean, like... There's so many people from different backgrounds there, mm-hmm. and they have so much like insight to give. So learning from other students is probably one of the most important things. Mm-hmm. Another more important thing is probably learning from other adults, right? They yeah. they've been here longer than us for sure. And I mean, they just know more information, right? They do. And so yeah. I guess just like just learning about their experiences and getting out of that bubble. But I think it's more important to have your own bubble too at some point. Hmm. Like the people you trust and the people you no, rely like on. you're a bubble, like, like spending time with yourself. I oh yeah yeah I like that too. Yeah, when you're just by yourself. Yeah, I I crave for that. I yeah, like too much of it is can be yeah can be detrimental to your mental health. Yeah, that's like, true. 
finding that happy, like, yeah, the medium. happy middle ground, yeah. and happy medium. I I agree. Mm-hmm. Is it more so of like an introspective phase for you whenever you're by yourself? I mean, it's just like, it's just like I don't know. I mean, you do you do like what? yourself? Do I like myself? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. Exactly. No, no, I genuinely like. If there was another Neil like, sitting right here, yeah, would you be like, "Hey, that's my dog," or would you be like, "Who huh. is this guy?" If if there was another Neil, would I get along with that person? I don't know, <laughs> Roger. If there was another, if there was another Roger, would you get along with that Roger? Well, there there, there is another Roger. <laughs> wait, 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 another Roger, you Roger. Oh, oh. oh are you talking about the cat? Are you talking, wait, are you talking my about dog, the dog? Man. Are you talking about actually his dog, Roger? Wait, wait, Dude, my dog's name is Roger. Yeah, his dog's name. Oh, no. Wait, if, wait, wait, if there was a replica of you, right? A replica of this LinkedIn profile. <laughs> yeah, of that LinkedIn profile picture that you're looking at. Would you be like, hey, you're a cool guy? Dude, I don't update my LinkedIn. Oh, so, sir, I sir, should. Sir, 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 that, <laughs> I should, too. Sir, saying that that uh, I, I wouldn't know that it's me. Like I, I would No, no, it's, it's you. Like, you know it's you. He's right next to you, right? Would you get along with him? Would you play War Thunder like 24-7 <laughs> like you do? I'll shoot him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Roger said he'd shoot him in the head. There we go. Okay. Because sometimes I feel like you'd get... Yeah. And that's maybe... objective to each person. Yeah. Well, like, whether yeah, they're doing it or not. depends on what year it is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I saw the 13-year self, self of, my, like, of me, I'd be like, yeah. you better sit down, you little shit. Yeah. Like, do not do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it also depends on, you know, if, if you're talking about, like, right now, mm-hmm. with current technology or... Or, or if there's like yourself. a reasonable, or, or if there's like a, a, a plausible reason for that quote to exist. Right? This was a simple question, Roger. <laughs> simple. You don't need to get into that. Every time this happens, I, I mean, ask. That would be freaky, though. Like literally <laughs> looking at a replica. <laughs> I'm just saying, would you get along with that replica? Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I okay. There you have it. Uh, but yes, I like myself. Um, uh, and I like being with myself and being by myself. And mm-hmm. my brother always calls it out. Like I just like chilling in my bed. Yeah. <laughs> on my phone, doing my thing. This spring break, I'm not doing anything besides not, like staying yeah. in my bed for a week. And sleeping. Yeah. And watching movies. Where are we going with that? I don't know. <laughs> what I was trying to say was I like to spend time with myself. If there was another actually, I'd be like, hey, that's my guy. That's my guy, really? Yeah. You get along with yourself? Yeah. He's a pretty chill guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, hey, what's up? What's up? And yeah. You just be by yourself. And it's just like he likes everything I like. Mm-hmm. But would you spend time with that replica all the time? Um, That's a real question. Because there's a difference between another being and then your mindset. Ooh. I mean, being in your mind is a difference, right? But then it's like, dude, that's like literally like having a twin though, right? A replica? In some sense, yeah. But like you're saying this person's exactly like you. Mm. Personality. Okay. Everything. Okay. That's weird. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I saw another one of me, right? I don't know I'm, trying I... To, like, I'm trying to think about myself like, oh, I'm going to do, like, errors and stuff, and there's just, like, this dude following me. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh, what's up, bro? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, or I'm like having a conversation with the group, and there's, like, another me, and they're just like, who do I address? Yeah, I think it would be a good check on myself. Yeah. Like, what annoys Roger and Raheem? And that kind of, right? that's like, yeah, it's kind of good to... See that cell from the different perspective. Different perspective. Yeah, I have no idea where we were going with this. Yeah, but I think we, we just we just carrying along too long. The replicas and the cloning thing, <laughs> and this was great. Um, yeah, no, I think we we carried it for some time, but I still think it was a pretty insightful conversation. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Can we end on something like uh, what time is it? Two thirty. Two thirty. Yes. Let's end on something pretty humorous. Pretty humorous. Yeah. Okay. Um. This could end badly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Roger, give us a topic. Any topic. Dude, I can talk about food all day. Food? Yeah. Bro, food is an art. Yeah. Do you make food? Do you cook food? Uh, I try. Oh. Yeah, no, I I make pasta. Pasta's pretty good. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite type of pasta? I'm going to have to go with... There's this this spaghetti Mm -hmm. that has like a hole down the middle. Oh. I forgot what it's called. But I think it's the best kind of pasta because you can have that spaghetti type beat uh-huh. and you can also have that penny type beat. Yeah. And you also have like whenever you eat a noodle, it I has the beat? sauce inside. Yeah. Oh, sh- oh. Oh, oh you know I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Do you put beets in your pasta? Beets. Like actual beets? If it's no. a type beet? Oh. oh. 
I just like to say type B. No, I say type B. Dude, I Eternal Lil Take dropped. What? Do you know who Lil Uzi Vert is? Dude, you know I don't. Oh, I do. I do. I know who Lil Uzi Vert is. Oh no. my god. I don't know whatever you just said. Everyone just that, clicked off of your podcast <laughs> if they haven't already. Yeah, Raheem said that I think if I had a time machine, I wouldn't go forward. I would go in the 70s or the 80s. Really? I'm always yeah. My you could look at my playlist right now. It's Potness playlist. Shout out. <laughs> um, it's just a mix of everything. Like. For me, I think the best hip hop, the best rap, took place in early 2010s. Really? Yeah. So, who do you, who's your favorite rap artist of that age? Oh, 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 overall? Yeah. Or just give me your top five artists of all time. Of all time. Top five artists. Oh man. Okay. This is a this is a thinker. How about you go first? Okay. I don't know if I can do all genres. Is this based on uh, favoritism or quality? Favoritism. Favoritism. Okay. Yeah. Number one probably goes to Stevie Wonder. Okay. I'm a huge Stevie Wonder junkie. Again, like I said, I'm yeah. my mindset or my taste, yeah. taste of love a 50 year old. Yeah. Uh, Stevie Wonder, overall, I mean, I think John Williams, who's mm-hmm. done the Star Wars scores, mm-hmm. uh, Superman, he's a musical genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give you my top three. Okay. So Stevie Wonder, John Williams, and my third one. Huh. That's hard. I don't know if I have, like, I'm talking about the ones that really stick out. My third one. I don't know. What about you? So I don't know if I can... Sp- I haven't really thought of all genres. Right. Um, but I would say definitely for, um, I guess, um, rap, it would be, you know, someone who's been so influential in the rap game? Yeah. Someone who, um, his lyrics, like, speaks everyone. Someone everyone can relate to. Okay. Someone who um, has definitely changed the game. And yeah. their bars and their flow is just crazy. It would definitely be my number one. Mm-hmm. And his name is Young Thug. Yeah. I'd say my number three would be Kanye. Kanye. I'm a Kanye stan. Okay. I think he's just also revolutionized rap and hip hop. And just, you listen to every album of his. And um, I think those are, there are very few rappers that uh-huh. I can get on board with uh-huh. that I think kind of relate to everyone and mm-hmm. hit everybody. And I'm more of a person who likes the beat but I also listen to the lyrics right yeah and I think Kanye is someone who's able to fuse the two really well mm-hmm. but he does something new and in some sense maybe even revolutionary every single album yeah I know I'm sounding like Sid right now <laughs> but, oh uh, shout out yeah I, I was about I, to say I know that Sid's a huge Kanye fan I think I'm more of a beat person you're like, a beat person lyrics are cool but like it's just the beat like the beat has to bang first or yeah. else I'm not like that's not my song no no I, I agree I think my thing is, if the beat hits, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, I'm going to stay along yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, again, in that sense, then I would say yeah. beat is my first thing. Yeah. But then, if the lyrics are... No, but then again, you know who uh, Young Gravy is? Young Gravy? He has, is like, that a person? That is a person, yeah. He, he has these really whack like lyrics. Like, uh, yeah. really whack. Yeah. But his beat is super catchy. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, if he knows... He knows it's like stupid, mm-hmm. you know. He knows mm-hmm. that what he's saying is mm-hmm. gibberish, mm-hmm. but it's still music. Mm-hmm. Music is still music. That's so why that, I like Gunna. 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 He just rides the beat. Do you know who Gunna is? No. I Roger. Do you know who Gunna is? Raheem. Yeah, but no, I do not know who Gunna is. Oh, do you know who Gunna is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Damn. So Raheem knows. Out of is, okay, d- give me an equivalent. What is it like? Not knowing. You know, like is it? Not- oh, I'd say for like NBA. You know NBA, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's like not knowing who. It's not. It's like not knowing who Russell Westbrook is. Oh, okay. I mean, not everybody knows who Russell Westbrook is. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, who's your? Who do you think is the best uh, basketball player? Of all time. Of all time. Damn. Top three. Actually, we go top five. Top five. Top five. I'll do, I'll do this to you this time. <laughs> oh my god, top five of all time. All time, I can't do that. Right, I have my list. All right, you go all for right. it. Number one, Michael Jordan. Okay. Two, Kobe Bryant. Okay. Three, LeBron James. Uh huh. Four is uh, Magic Johnson. Maybe I think four would be Magic Johnson, and then mm-hmm. number five would be Dr. J. Julius okay. Irving. Yeah. Okay, but are they like in terms of their like value or in terms of their skill because if you were to put one of them against each other right it's different Val- value huh 
Because if you put... I'm, if, I'm saying the way they changed the game. Okay, then that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, totally then. But I also I feel like skill-wise, my argument still remains that I think if Kobe were to go one-on-one with LeBron, if Jordan mm-hmm. were to go one-on-one with LeBron, yeah. Kobe would win, Jordan would win against okay. LeBron. Okay. And like Jordan said, the only person he believes can, who would have been able to beat Jordan's one-on-one mm-hmm. would be maybe Kobe, because Kobe still all his moves. Yeah. Right? Um, <laughs> but... I think in each within each person, I can go in on why like I think yeah. each person is. Mm-hmm. For you, who would you? Okay, let's go with maybe top three. Top three. Top three of all time. All time. It'd probably just be yours. Mine. Yeah. It'd be uh, Jordan, Kobe, and LeBron. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I think that's a pretty respectable top three. I think someone said Shaq over Kobe. I can see that, but I don't think so. I think Shaq had the. Like he was great. I'm not saying yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, he had the potential. He yeah. He had it. Like he was great. Yeah. It's just that I think in terms of changing the game, though, that's so hard. Though LeBron James, I think Jordan changed the game the most. Jo- Jordan, okay, Jordan, Do- uh, Julius Irving, uh, and Ma- Magic Johnson. They definitely changed the game. Yeah, and you could also put Larry Bird in there because mm-hmm. Jordan uh, was more so like the competitive spirit, right? The moves that he brings mm-hmm. to the game. I think people keep on arguing, oh, he, he was in a different era, right? Yeah. You can't judge that. Yeah. But I think a lot of the different moves that people try to practice or the idea of, like, not sticking to this, you know, the hook shot and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that came from him. Yeah, and I think even if Michael Jordan was playing today, mm-hmm. I think he'd be, like, so good. Oh, yeah. yeah. I do think so. I, I, I hate that argument. Because I think, of, like, I hate the argument where people are like, oh, Jordan play in a weak era that's definitely not he played in a very tough era and like the game of basketball in the 90s was just a lot more tough yeah and aggressive. that's true no they say lebron would be bodied i don't agree with that they say if you put lebron in the 90s he'd be bodied no i'm not sure i don't think so no but it's more so that um again you're also playing a different era people i think undervalue bill russell and will chamberlain too yeah because if you see i don't know if it's will chamberlain and kareem but one of them just had the record for most like fifty point games. Was it Kareem or was it Wilt? I mean, Kareem leads in a lot of like points. Yeah, I don't know. I just like he's just like always there. Yeah, has to do that. He's just like Kareem is great. And then yeah. Will, have you seen like footage of Will Chamberlain? No. Like him working out. No. The man's like a real life super. He was a real life Superman. He mm. was a giant. And he, like athletically, I think he might be one of the most athletic people to ever live mm-hmm. ever. Like. They keep on saying LeBron can play any sport. I believe mm-hmm. Will Chamberlain can play any sport. Mm-hmm. Man was massive. Are you following current NBA right now? I got back into it because um, the last time I was into it was 2016 because it, it wasn't fun anymore. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of super teams. And the, I think Gold State Warriors, in some sense, after they got, when they got Durant, did ruin the NBA for a little really? bit. Really? My, my think fa- after that happened, do you think you stopped? I know I did stop for sure because oh, I just really? told myself I'm not watching this crap. Really? Did yeah. you watch the finals? The final, I did watch the finals. Okay. Yeah. And um, that's something I do still watch because I, I was really attached to basketball yeah. as a kid. Yeah. My favorite era is the you know when Paul George with the Pacers. Yeah. The Miami Heat era. My, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very the talent was separated, and I yeah. think that's what's ha- happening now. Now. You know, yeah. You got Zion. How do you feel about your Houston Rockets? Or I mean, you're I know you're a Bulls fan, but no, I'm a Rockets fan. Okay. I'm a Rockets and Bulls fan. Okay. Um. I mean, my Bulls, yeah, they stay the same. Yeah, yeah. I think the the you biggest have more excitement in Rockets. Yeah, and but more than that, like for the Bulls, the biggest um, I think I'm the most sad about was with D Rose and they had Todd Gibbs, like like Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, man, that was that was a team. Like, yeah, that was gonna be a championship team. Yeah, um, that that's the one that like breaks my heart the most. And with Rockets, it's just pure frustration. Every single year, like mm-hmm. every year, they're in the same position. Yeah. Every single time, and it's just. How do you feel about this position? Like, Russell Westbrook said they're championship level. I think as any. You're supposed to say that. Yeah, you're yeah. supposed to say that. Like I think as any player would say, yeah. like. But. I don't want to sit here and be like, "Oh, my team's not going to do it," right? Yeah. You don't want to do that because they're your team. Yeah. But at the same time. But from their current performance, they need to they need to amp it up a little bit. It's gonna be hard. Yeah, it's gonna be difficult. I know there's no Golden State, but it's still gonna be so hard. There's no goal. There's no Golden State. Yeah, they're done. Uh, but I think it's gonna be between people are saying it might be the Bucks and the Clippers in the championship. But I think I can see that it might be 
Maybe. I mean, the Lakers were looking pretty good. I want... I don't know. You don't, you don't think so? I mean, I want it to be Rockets, right? But <laughs> Always, always, bro. But I'd like Le- LeBron to get another ring, one more ring with the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, that team is pretty solid. Too. That team is cool. They got Dwight Howard on the come up again. Yeah. You you uh, you met Dwight Howard. I did. Yeah. I played basketball with him. Yeah, then you like block your shot or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, we should do a different podcast for basketball. Yeah, we I'm, should have I'm a different thing. Down. Where are you going to a meeting? Uh, it's a... Uh, it's a curriculum meeting for DFA. Oh. We're planning the curriculum for our studio-wide meeting on Sunday. Interesting. Yeah, what about you? I have a, a research lab to go to. Okay, cool. Well, remember, folks, the word of the day is candy wampus. Um, and if you're, uh, what exactly did that mean again? Misaligned. Misaligned. If you're ever feeling misaligned in life, feeling a little bit candy wampus. Yeah. Use it that way. Um, then hit up Akshay's email, <laughs> akshay at housingscout.com. And he'll he'll plug you with the good stuff. Um, yeah, cool. Any any last words, Akshay, for the pod? Just you know, all I gotta say is um, stay true to yourself. Stay true to yourself. I believe in you. You're a good person. Yes. Um, cool. Yeah. yeah. We're about to get to something yeah, else. We're, yeah, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna end this. We're gonna we, end we, this. We can go on forever. But yeah, we'll 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 be back here. Yeah, I love you. I, I love you back. <laughs> mm-hmm.